0: Let me introduce you to our latest sponsor, the Andre Law Firm. Andre Law can represent you or your business in a variety of civil and commercial matters. Do you have a client that has proven difficult to collect from? Andre Law also specializes in collection law and can expedite your collection on judgments from your defaulting clients. The principal of Andre Law Firm is Tony Andre, a North Miami native with years of experience representing businesses and individuals throughout the state of Florida. Based in Aventura, you can give him a call at 786 786- seven zero eight zero eight one three or visit his website at andrelaw.com. Again, give Andre Law a call at 786 seven eight six seven zero eight zero eight one three to set up your consultation.
3: All right, I want to talk to you about a new sponsor of ours and it's one that's very relevant to the moment. They're a new division of Greenview Construction and they are called Making America Clean Again. Making America Clean Again holds certificates in bacterial, viral, fungi, and mold cleaning treatments. They offer professional cleaning, sanitizing, disinfecting, and sterilization services to a wide range of residential and commercial projects. You can do overnight ozone UV generator treatments, or even permanently install UV ionized advanced oxidation technology into your HVAC system. Now, we know and understand, and quite frankly we hope, that businesses across the state and nation remain shuttered as long as absolutely necessary to beat back the spread of the coronavirus. But when that time finally comes, having that certificate to display at your workplace showing that it has been properly cleaned by a licensed professional and maintained will go a long way to restoring that customer trust. So for more information, you can look up Making America Clean Again. You can go to their website at www.macainc.net or you can just call them at 855-561-6653. Again, that's 855-561-6653.
1: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
0: And we're on, and welcome to another edition of 3 Yards Per Carry. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is here. Chris Kaufman is here. Uh, Guys, everybody's writing their... I guess a postmortem post-mortem of the, of the offseason. I guess the offseason is essentially over, and we're just headed toward camp at this point, although some good players are still out there in free agency. And Bill Barnwell, a guy who's not particularly popular to me, at least on my timeline since I'm blocked by him, on ESPN wrote a pretty large piece ranking all 32 teams and how they did this offseason. I'd like to see your reaction to this, Simon. He ranks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number one as having the best offseason, namely because of Tom Brady and Tristan Wors. He has the Dolphins number seven, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the piece, but your thoughts?
4: Um, I couldn't give a monkey's ass. Um, quite frankly, did he did he grade that after Tom Brady's trousers split last night on the golf course? Was <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that... Was that how it was? We saw his asshole socially distancing from his golf clubs. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, look. Um, I mean, you sign a forty-three-year-old quarterback, and that makes you the best. It gives you the best off-season. I mean, whatever. If that's what Bill Barnwell thinks, then then so be it. You know, I like Tristan worse. Rob Gronkowski's lost about two hundred pounds and has been wrestling. <laughs> um but all, but all of a sudden he's going to be um he's going to be old Rob Gronkowski um you know who we all know you know shows up in the playoffs over the last couple of years but struggled it was not struggled but you know was held back in the regular season because of the injuries and stuff I mean all of a sudden Rob, Rob's got healthier um I know the marijuana ruling will help um you know in terms of pain management and those sorts of things but you know, there's still some pretty big question marks about that Buccaneers team. So, I mean, he has the Cowboys, um, I think, at five, who don't even have a quarterback. Um, You know, they're they're all pro-center retired.
0: They actually have Andy Dalton right now as their starting quarterback.
4: Their two defensive ends are Alden Smith, who last played in 1994, (laughs) and Randy Gregory, who's failed 709 drugs tests. (laughs) <laughs> and Demarcus Lawrence, obviously, but you know, that that doesn't make the joke quite as well as um the first two. Uh they just lost Byron Jones. I, I'm not sure how the Cowboys get to fifth, quite frankly. Travis um, Frederick
0: retired, the best center in the yeah, game just retired. Exactly. Um, I mean, mainly, know, mainly
4: because they got C D Lamb, I guess. Well yeah, maybe. I mean, wow. That's you know, it. I love C D but much I it. mean that's you know. Um so yeah, I mean like I mean who gives a fuck? An ancient Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe, yeah. again, yeah, yeah.
0: So Chris, eviscerate put me, this put list. look me out when I have to care. <laughs> Chris, eviscerate this list or praise it. Um,
3: uh, I, I don't know. So Chris loves this I, list. I love this list. I'm, I'm no, I, I've always disliked Barnwell for a lot of reasons, but um. <laughs> You know, it's it's not that to me that the the Buccaneers had the best off season, but I, I easily see why you'd be excited if you're a Bucks fan, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you still you still got to keep in Dominic and Sue and Jason Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett, and then you add Tom Brady to the mix. you bring in Rob Gronkowski? You get you snag Tristan Wirfs in the draft, which I do also think was a coup. I think Miami should have traded up and, and gotten him away from from uh from Tampa Bay. Um so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, everything's everything's uh, coming up, coming up Tampa Bay right now. So that's that. I I understand the excitement there. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure about really putting Cleveland number two or Dallas. I mean, what we just went through that, that's horrendous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with all the turmoil with Dak and everything. I mean, I I think I guess I guess that will. That will get ironed out, but still, um, for Miami, I, we haven't even gotten to the Miami part of it yet. Um, I don't know if you want didn't want me to reveal this, but he ranks Miami number seven. Yep. and um, so just behind the Baltimore Ravens, or sorry, the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, <laughs> Baltimore, um, just behind the Buffalo Bills, uh, number seven, and what he has going right, he's you know really likes the Byron Jones ed- edition, along with. Noah Igbenogane and Xavier Howard, of course, to a tongue of Ayaloa. Um What he kind of disagrees with is interesting is is something that we probably would have also, and we did criticize, which is like Eric Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that I think he's, he's going to be a bad player. It's that, you know, he had half a good season. It was his first season at guard, but it was, it was half a season. And it was a contract year, and he's been heavily criticized for most of his career. And I think those are all fair points to make. Um, he didn't like Kyle Van Noy's contract. Um, saw some other th- things going wrong, but uh, thought that they should have made, gone after DeAndre Hopkins, I guess somehow. Um, well, he did. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, Houston traded him for like nothing. <laughs>
0: yeah so. that, the way, uh, you know, once he puts it that way i start to yeah think about it myself you
3: know yeah i know like you, you kind of that's one of those things that you like in in the moment that you're you're so shocked at what just happened and mm-hmm. critiquing you know criticizing the the texans for doing that that you, you don't even get to the point where you're like wait a minute why didn't we do that
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> you
3: know? um but, hey, whatever. Uh, what's left to do? He says they should make a run at Jadavian Clowney. Again? Again? Yeah. I mean, the, what would this be, the third run at Jadavian Clowney? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty oh. sure. He just doesn't want to be here. He doesn't want to be here. That's it. End of story. We're, we're going to
3: talk about things left to do, things things to do next year. Um, I guess segueing into that, do we make a run at Clowney? With the last couple of months before this season, Simon.
4: Um, I, I mean, potentially they showed so much interest beforehand. I wouldn't rule Twice. it out. It just, well, yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. It just depends on, um, just depends on money, doesn't it? I mean, my the thing I'm most interested in is what Bill's opinion was of uh, of Clayton for Jetlem. <laughs> See, well, that was the managed, top,
3: the top get of the off season, and suddenly I to, you're performing. Suddenly you're you're pronouncing the name fine.
4: I managed to say the name absolutely perfectly. That's why I said that's why I segued into that. But no, seriously, about Jude G- uh, I could certainly see it happening. I could see. I don't think they just fell out of love with him all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, boy, if they could keep him healthy, what a um that defense becomes something quite, you know all of a sudden, I mean, you know, it's getting to be something quite interesting, but it becomes something very interesting if he stays healthy because, you know, yeah. he does have outstanding talent. It would seem a great fit. And, you know, you go back and you look at that, you look at that Monday night game in in Santa Clara against the 49ers and he took over and absolutely dominated that game. You know, he gave a very good 49ers offensive line fits, rushing outside in, you know, from different positions, from lining up, uh, you know, behind and behind the, Uh, the defensive tackles lining up as an edge rusher rushing from a sort of middle linebacker spot he was everywhere you know if you can get that sort of production out of him across 16 weeks which he's never yet proven to do but if you could under Brian Flores in that system boy he could be I mean that could be a special signing but it's a big if
0: yeah I just think that you know it's it's over the guys had every opportunity to be here I don't think it's just – he doesn't want to be here. It's uh, – end of story. I think if they offered him the money that he wants, the $20 million mm-hmm. a year, he'll be here. I don't want to pay him $20 million. I just don't. And mm-hmm. I don't think that they want to either. I don't think that this is the type of staff that is willing to spend that much money on an edge player. So, you know, and as, as I look at the 2021 class as far as free agents, there's a couple interesting guys there. But who yeah. knows? We have an entire season ahead of us. Maybe they find – the pass rush that they're looking for with what they got on the roster already. I have my doubts, but maybe that's what they're banking on. Hmm. But 2021 is pretty loaded. If you want to go back into the market for an edge player in 2021.
3: Well, yeah, a bunch of the guys from 2020 that were, that were supposed to be available in 2020 are available in 2021 because they (laughs) only have one year uh, franchise tenders or and, and such.
0: Yeah, and Guake, um, Leonard Williams, a favorite of ours. We all, mm. I think, I believe when we did our our podcast about what we wanted, I think all three of us. Uh, if, if I'm not, I don't know if I'm lying. I think all three of us had Leonard Williams in our plans. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Melvin Ingram, an older. Two of us Melvin did. Ingram. Two of us did. Okay, it was two of us. Uh, an older Melvin Ingram is going to be out there. Uh, I don't know if you want that as a quick one-two fix, one one or two-year fix, but he's still effective von Miller will be out there, you know, Shaq Barrett again, Bud Dupree, a guy that should have gotten a, a little bit longer look from us this year, although so uh, stiff. Yeah, I guess. But it uh, Leonard he be, Floyd,
4: he should have taken over, I mean, Leonard Floyd is too many concussions. Um Bud Dupree should have taken over from Pele as the uh, person that was selling um uh things for erectile dysfunction. So stiff. <laughs>
0: what what an endorsement opportunity no?
4: there you go you see I mean if Bud Dupree's agent... we're we gonna start doing that? we're
0: gonna start doing those Bluetooth commercials aren't we?
4: yeah I mean I might, I might call Viagra and call Bud Dupree's agent because somebody's missing out on a cut of money here yeah that dude what, about, here.
3: what about Joey Bosa? whoa has he got a erectile dysfunction? oh no. okay sorry. well not that I know of <laughs>
0: I think his problem is that he's starting to get into that uh, is he or is he not available thing. And if you're going to pay somebody in excess of $17, $18 million a year to rush it's, the passer, he, he kind of has to rush the passer, no?
3: Well, it's true, but, I mean, this is the Chargers. I, he, you know, He's really good. He's yes. really good. <laughs> yeah. I think he's he'd be a- perfect here. I, think, I don't think he changes teams, but, I mean, like, you know, this is still a Chargers,
0: so you never know. But that begs the question, is this the staff that will pay $20 million to an edge player? I don't know. Well, they almost,
4: I mean, they offered $16 to to Trey Flowers, didn't they? Yes. Green. Right. Although you they know. could
0: have looked at that as a bargain. Like, we're trying to buy a Ferrari for half the price. You know what I mean?
3: Well, that wasn't half the price. But I mean, oh, you, about I mean, you could look so at price. Joey Bosa the same way, certainly, as you yeah. do Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Carl Lawson?
0: Yeah.
3: Ah, <laughs> we should have just yeah, I'm, we I'm hitting, hitting, just all, dra- I'm hitting all the zones. I'm hitting all the zones for Alf here. I know I am. <laughs> we should have just I'm drafted done. him when he came out. I'm doing this on purpose. Um yeah, the Carl Lawson is available. Uh Dietrich Wise is available. You You know, be I bargain. would really
0: hate to be honest with you, I would really hate to pay Carl Lawson when he when we could have just used a fourth round pick on him. Oh. You know. So let
4: it go, man.
3: Yeah. yeah, let it go. Let it Matthew go. Matthew Judon that's, is going to be out. It's in the past. It's Matthew past. Judon
4: will be out there. I mean, they, they'll be really still sign Matthew Judon. Yeah. Although it may be, it may come to the point where um, if the kid that they took in the the, the kid, the bendy kid from Louisiana Tech who they took uh, last year, Ferguson, yeah, de- Jalen Ferguson, Jalen Ferguson, if he develops, you, you know, you could easily see them let let Judon go. If uh, if um, Ferguson starts to come on so you just, know who um, I'd
3: be looking looking at from their Baltimore uh, outside linebacker I'd, I just want to see how um, how Tyus Bowser con- continues to develop yeah. um, because you know we, we joked about this last week we talked about uh, Zach Sealer and how well after that you just want to look at whoever is coming out of Baltimore <laughs> because it's an area Smith too right um, and yeah you know, they're Tossing out good players, and uh, and I think Tyus Bowser could be one of them, and that, that would a, be a nice outside linebacker.
4: There's a kid coming out of um. There's a kid going to be coming out of Atlanta next year as well as a free agent who bears watching. Um, his name is Charles Harris of Missouri. I don't know if you
0: know. <laughs> oh God.
3: <laughs> oh man.
4: I mean, That's,
3: I've watched him before. He was really good in college. Yeah. <laughs> You yeah. looked
0: great in that first preseason game. I think we even talked about it uh, on uh, on a former. Uh, I don't know if we even were we even doing the podcast back then. <laughs> no, right? I don't know. I don't think I don't so. But shame, I give you. I, uh, he was, uh, was
4: absolutely wank when he played.
0: Yeah, uh, Bill Barnwell said that. Oh, he, loved he, loved, he loved Bill oh. Barnwell. He loves
4: Bill Barnwell. What fucking, did he say? He loves Bill Barnwell more than he loves fucking – what's his name? The running back. Taylor Barrage.
0: Barnwell, I despise Bill Barnwell, okay? I've, I've made my feelings known. But he said he was disappointed in the Dolphins not going into the wide receiver market. And I guess and he said – he lamented that they were just going to run it back with what they have. The best-case scenario is that what they have is enough for now. Mm. But as I look at the 2021 class – like man, Mm-mm. take your pick, man. Like, how can you how can you miss here? T. Y. Well, Hilton, you know, anyone?
3: You know, you know who stands out right away is T. the y. guy.
0: Hilton? T. Y. Hilton? No,
3: no, the guy, the guy who's the guy who's already like you know worshiping Tua on video. Juju Smith Schuster. Mm. Mm. Like, Brother there's awesome. some, so, there's something, something going on between those two. Definitely. And I'm not sure what it is, but we'll
0: That's we'll
4: the, figure who, it out uchi Coochie, loving yeah, yeah what are
0: the chances that the steelers let him go at 24 years old i don't, zero I don't know it's none, none? A zero but yeah right i mean probably 0%
4: chance yeah. yeah i mean keenan allen is i mean you know the best probably the best route runner in the nfl keenan allen
0: yeah yeah yes. keenan allen and he's going to be in that sweet yeah. spot you know that 29 to 32 range which is where wide receivers tend to do their best work
4: twenty nine. I, mean, I would have said he was about 26, King now Bloody hell. Yeah, he's yeah,
0: 29. He's 29. He's, so he's going to be flat dab in the middle of his prime and ready to go on the other side. So mm-hmm. you're talking about a small two-year window of effective play that you're buying. Was Sammy Were Watkins, you, anyone? Your boy T.Y.
3: Hilton is 31, Alf. So, I mean, let's... Yeah, man, but
0: <laughs> does he look 31? I mean, when you watch I, him play, does he well. look like he's going to be
4: Cooper Cup is a free agent next year. Mm, yeah.
0: Very nice. How about Marvin yeah, he Jones? He is a good player. Unheralded. You no, know, you, you know the Lions are not going to pay Marvin Jones because they got to pay the other guy. They got to well, pay Golden. of the Dolphins.
4: He, he probably neither doesn't fit Dolphins. here. Yeah. Golladay doesn't fit here, but he's a good player.
0: I, yeah. I don't
3: know if you noticed, but Miami has, this, has a pretty goddamn strict age thing going on. Yes, uh, they do. I yeah. mean, it's. All right, so, so
0: if we're hunting in that age group, what is it that we're looking at really? Well John I mean, Ross, maybe?
3: Curtis Samuel. <laughs> Get that Curtis Samuel,
0: number number one,
3: like Juju Smith Schuster, number one, but you know, Absolutely. obviously is he gonna leave? Is he I actually you, gonna leave Pitt? Uh, there's more, but chance a signing, da-
4: more chance of more chance of assigning Diana Ross than there is <laughs> John Ross.
3: <laughs> How about now, a, Corey, you know what? I, I would give John Ross a look.
1: Corey
4: Davis?
3: I would give John Ross a look before Corey Davis. I got one for you. Because of
0: Tua. How about a do-over yeah. on Kenny Stills and get the younger That's version it. in Will Fuller?
4: Will Fuller.
3: As, why, will don't Fuller don't just, why don't we just get get Kenny Stills? He's a free Yeah. He'd yeah. be <laughs> 29 at the time. Why don't, know, smaller we,
4: smaller why, don't we, why don't we get an ambulance driver instead of Will Fuller? Because <laughs> he'll play more yeah. than Will Fuller will. Yeah. Because the he, only thing will is, Fuller. He's made of Pringles.
0: Yes, he is. Although he is very, very fun to watch when he's actually well, in uniform.
4: Yeah. I mean, which is twice a season.
0: <laughs> I've hey, always,
3: always liked Josh too, Reynolds. i love him, man. Have you ever watched Josh Reynolds play and, you know, going all the way back to Texas, um, to Texas yeah. A&M and, and, you know, what he's done with the Rams? He's a good player. But he's... I, I still think of him. I don't know if this is accurate, but I still think of him as mostly kind of like a, a jump ball, play the ball kind of guy, like Devante. Um, And I wonder if uh, you know there's something else that fits Tua, and that's why you'd be looking at like Curtis Samuel, or that's why I would actually visit John Ross, and you know just see what that sort of speed can do with Tua Tagovailoa at quarterback.
0: Now so let, let me guys this. Let me ask. Let me ask both of you this. In my opinion, A.J. Green's available in that class, but I wouldn't put him at the top of the list. I would say that these two guys are the, the best that are going to be available, and that's Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay. I would, I would foresee massive contracts for both. Godwin, absolutely. Yeah. Are
4: yeah, the Dolphins definitely.
0: involved in either one? Simon.
4: Is Chris Godwin a free agent?
0: Yes. Yeah.
4: Uh, who's the other guy you said?
0: Kenny Galladay.
4: Uh, God, I don't think Gaudet fits. I think Godwin would fit, but uh, I think the, the numbers on Godwin—if he backs up this year as he did last year—then I think the numbers would be enormous. With, with top like.
3: on the ball, I think he'll back it up. Well, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Tommy, Lee, Tommy Lee Lewis of New Orleans is a really interesting player, as is mm-hmm. Tim Patrick of Denver. Mm-hmm. There's two under the radar guys that I, I, I like as players. Alan Lizard Lazard uh, as well
0: as Green Bay Alan
4: Lazard, I always liked him. Really like Alan Lazard at Iowa State. Yeah. Is Sammy Watkins still going to be playing football? Yeah, he's back. He said he's going to play this year. Uh, I mean, Juju Smith Schuster and Chris Godwin, at, both at 24, are going to be the. Oh, They're yeah. going to make a fucking killing. Yeah, but Chris gonna, Godwin's 25. But.
3: Chris Conley's going to be a, um, a free agent. I don't, you know, he can do some damage. You know, who's another guy that's like just super ridiculous fast is Demir Bird and um you know you'd you'd have to to me because because i'm i want to bring over what we had what Tua had in alabama you know he had a bunch of fast guys Mm. and uh and he's really accurate he's got great timing so uh so he can hit those fast guys right in the right window um i want to see that happen so i keep looking at these you know maybe some of them end up being a little bit smaller but these
0: fast dudes and um that's that's what's got me tempted now i as I look at this all these free agent classes, I can almost guarantee they're going in the draft and possibly in the first round for a center, no, Chris because Cupboard's bare next year I hope so um you know we, well, unless we talk you know, about... unless you really like Matt Scura, but he had a really bad injury, he's going to play again this year for Baltimore. maybe he has a great season and he becomes the hot prospect.
3: Well, I was going to bring him up actually because I know Simon was super hot on him um. You know, there's. I, I really have always liked Austin Ryder. He's he's getting ready to be a free agent, I think. Um, yes. and he's yes, uh, sure. it, And he's um, he's 29 already, though. And I know that the age thing matters for the Dolphins. So <sighs> this, based on this class, unless it's like you said, unless it's Matt Skura, you're like, yeah, they probably got to draft it. Um, I wonder how high they drafted. I wonder what they want because based on what they did, they got Ted uh, Ted Karras, He's kind of a you know more of a more of a powerful anchor kind of guy, and then they um, Barry Jackson had another piece recently in, in the Miami Herald where he talked about um, you know one of the UDFAs that they're looking to the most. Uh, is the guy I've been talking about, Donnell Stanley out of uh, out of South Carolina, who's, you know, just the gigantic hunk of meat. Um, and I, I wonder, because of that, because of what they've been doing at center, like, like will they even value it enough to draft it high? Like, they're just going to go get big guys, you know, um, big guys with big frames. Uh, the guys that you pay up for are the guys that can – you know, really maneuverable. They can really run around, you know, the Mike Pouncey's of the, the, the NFL. Um, so I, I kind of wonder if, you know, if that kind of shoots a hole in the idea I've always been a Creed Humphrey guy. Uh, yeah, Creed me Humphrey. Too. So, so I always kind of like look toward Creed and Humphrey and uh, of Oklahoma, but based on what they've done this, this year in this offseason, I'm like, I don't know, maybe they're just not going to look at it until really late.
4: Should I, tell you what I, should I tell you what I think they'll see when they see Creed on film, which fits with Tua so much? He, he is so good at being able to move his body to to, to to essentially be able to understand where his quarterback is and therefore move his body accordingly. And he's mm. had three partners in Baker, Kyler and Jalen, who love to manipulate and move the pocket. Yet he has this rare innate ability just to know and feel where his QB is. You know, these are not three classic drop back passes in in Mayfield, Murray and, and and Hurst that he's had. And it's the same with Tua. You know, this is a guy that likes to move, manipulate the pocket with his footwork. Creed just has this great Mm. understanding of, you know, just getting the angles right and moving his body, knowing that, you know, his QB is on the move in the pocket behind him. It's, um, he is just a different, you know, I watched him against, um, I watched him yesterday, actually, against, um, I was doing defensive tackles and um, watched him against Tyler Shelvin, who was the five-star kid out of um, out of LSU, um, who mm-hmm. Ed, Ed Orgeron says is going to be the next Glenn Dorsey and, you know, a lot of mock drafts have him in the first round and, I mean, he got zero change out of Creed Humphrey, I mean, zero, to the point where this is a guy, you watch three games, and he plays zero technique the entire time, after about 15 snaps against Creed, he, he fucks off to the right guard because he just is, is getting nothing from him. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, he's just a different breed. And that farmer strength as well is just, you know, he's a special player, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, he fits absolutely as far as what we're talking about this offseason, what they've clearly pri- are prioritized with the center position, big frame, big strong guy. I mean, that's what Creed Humphrey is probably first and foremost. You wouldn't call him one of these you know zone type centers and stuff like that. No. Um
4: quick though as well though. He could do, definitely do Oh it. no,
3: he's yeah, he, he's really you know, he's he's a premium prospect so everything. he can do it yeah, he's all everything. But I think first and foremost, he's big strong guy before yeah. you say he's, you know, he's maneuverable fast guy. So um so he fits. He fits Miami. I think you're you're right. They could go ahead and prioritize uh, the center position and take them in the first round. I would be I would be stoked if they did, um, but you know something in the back of my mind just makes me you know they they satisfied the position by giving Ted Karras like a a minimal little contract mm-hmm. and then grabbing a UDFA for thirty thousand dollars signing bonus. Like, does that are they t- trying to tell us something about the position to them? Maybe.
0: <laughs> I would say, they would. I would say they, they, they're saying it pretty loudly. No? And moving
3: Michael Dieter to that, potentially.
0: Yes. You know? So, now, as we move on to the running back position, I'm prepared to get a, a little yellow post-it note and write on it, Travis Etienne, no matter what. Oh, you yeah. have two first-round picks, guys. So, I can't say I keep this. forgetting about that. You know? I can't say this. Go get him, all right? Like, he should be a target next year. But if you look at this list, at 2021, I start to rethink that position. Because what if I told you that Alvin Kamara is available, and so is Mm -hmm. Aaron Jones, and so is Tariq Cohen. It's like everything that they've ever wanted is right there. How about Mm -hmm. James White? (laughs) Okay. Well, James White is something that they would would probably think about, right? It's a stacked 2021 class. I don't know if you guys have. there's a guy
3: named uh, Kenyon Drake that's available. It's pretty good. Yes, he is.
0: Although I think that that ship. Sailed, unfortunately, oh, yeah. in my opinion,
3: <laughs> that ship is burned.
0: <laughs> yeah, it burned to the ground. ground. Okay, but Joe Mixon, anyone? It's a loaded class. Twenty twenty-one. Yeah. I don't know if anything catches your eye, Simon.
4: Yeah, Dalvin Cook catches my eye.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's a stacked class. Like, yeah, how can you miss? And if you want to go a little Al- bit cheaper, Alvin Kamara open. and
3: Dalvin Cook are available. I mean, yes. that's that's crazy.
0: And if you want to go cheaper, I mean, like I said, them- what's wrong with Tevin Coleman? Nothing. You know what I mean?
4: I tell you, who, yeah. Go down, Jeff Wilson, Gus Edwards, Marlon Mack. Do you know Marlon what I mean? Marlon he's, yeah. he's a Marlon Mack's a really good. Aaron Jones. Yeah, yes. I mentioned <laughs> him. Aaron Jones is a really good player. Philip Lindsay's a free agent. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a stay healthy guy, though, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. But there's some, you know, there's some quality talent there. Yeah,
3: definitely. I was. Yeah. You remember? I was a huge fan of his as a UDFA. You were.
4: You were. Yeah. This yeah, this,
3: hard for yeah this is um this is a pretty stacked uh free agent class you never know if they which guys escape but obviously I'm, I'm just looking down at we've talked about many of them joe mix and marlon mack leonard fournette matt our guy matt breeda is available um yeah I mean, Cook.
4: if he wasn't if he wasn't playing for us you'd say oh matt is a free
0: you agent would. you right? would you would You that's 100%. legit
3: legit That's true though, um, you would Alvin Alvin Kamara, you know, Tariq Cohn as as mentioned, Jamal Williams can play, I mean, I think. Yeah. Um Aaron Jones. Mike, da-
4: Mike Davis can play as well.
3: Chris Carson oh, is available. Some he Chris oh, Carson good. has some has some has some fans out there. Yeah. Um, Derek Henry is fumbling, Derrick Henry is supposed to be a free agent. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean
4: if Chris Carson stopped fumbling, he'd be a really good player. Yeah, he would
3: you <laughs> know mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean the Kenyon drake i mean again if we didn't have a history with him you'd point him out you'd be like whoa he's he's a he's a free agent huh um you know i think that that's uh it's a it's an interesting list and like you said tevin coleman who you know what can you complain about with tevin coleman he's a good player um so yeah
0: it's a stack class so i'm i do to like rethink. travis Etienne. Yeah. yeah and i like you though. to rethink my uh, travis etienne no matter what position but you know as soon as i start seeing those numbers that these guys are going to ask especially alvin kamara and aaron jones and dalvin cook yeah you know and dalvin dalvin Cook, cook and like i can't see how Minnesota's just gonna let yeah. it go you know but i can't see, see one how, thing about... yeah because green bay likes to do stupid things from time to time so i and don't think i just
4: see... dropped draft, just dropped an aj dylan as well
0: yeah I, ah, can see, right. I, I can see how an aaron jones mm. goes crazy and asks for 15 million a year and green bay box at it mm-hmm. you know yeah, and then he becomes available for maybe a third round pick, you know. Yeah, so I can see that scenario. I don't see it with Dalvin Cook.
3: Well, all. what about this cooking thing? This thing that's cooking with uh, Leonard Fournette. You know, the the Dolphins called. Man, didn't I they? just
0: don't like the player. You know, maybe they do. really. Yeah, I don't like the player.
3: I I know. I mean, this is the thing that happened during the draft, right? They um, they they missed out, or they. Things didn't quite play out the way that they uh, wanted to. I think I think it had to do with um, Clyde Edwards-Helaire more more mm-hmm. than anybody else. But um, and so they didn't get a running back in the draft. They started calling everybody. Matt Breida was clearly one of those guys, but Leonard Fournette we know was one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they were interested back then, why wouldn't they be interested next year?
0: That's po- that's a possibility. Yeah, although I just don't like the player. I just don't, you know, you know, he's a, he's a fine running back. I just don't think he's as good as any of those other guys that we were mentioning, with Kenyon Drake included. Okay, because I don't think I don't think that he catches the ball as clean as as a lot of these other guys, and that's mm-hmm. something that they're gonna want, especially as you know, Tua's window begins in earnest in 2021. In my opinion, do you know he took 900 snaps this year? Jesus,
3: not 900, like you know. Not nine hundred, obviously carries, but <laughs> he took <laughs> well, Dave wants that, Wasn't the coach? <laughs> yeah, but but he took nine hundred snaps. I don't even mm-hmm. remember a, a running back ever taking that amount of work.
0: Like that's not good.
3: No, it's not. But I mean, it's, a, it's that's that's Dave Wants that territory. He took seven hundred as a rookie, and he only took a two eighty in uh, two thousand eighteen because I think he was he was injured a little bit.
0: Moving on to the offensive line, you got to think that. You know they're hoping, you know, against what some of us might think about Austin Jackson, but they figure that if all goes well, their tackle spots are essentially fixed, quote unquote mm-hmm. fixed. But the interior line does this team strike you as a as the type that will go out there and spend a lot of money on another guard? Because uh-huh. I look at this class for 2021, and it's kind of weak. It just has the two headliners, Sheriff and Tooney. Uh, again, yeah,
4: again. I but mean, they were interested to me. The, the oh, yeah, okay, sorry we're talking interior guys cuz the best left tackle in the NFL is is a free agent. They yeah. back to RE
0: Yeah, but, you know, there's a certain guy from Oregon that's coming out that you do have two first round picks and if that's something oh, yeah, you want, but, go get him. Yeah, well, yeah.
4: good
3: luck if and, you can get In reality, in reality though, it's Austin Jackson for 2 years. Yes, probably, yeah. right? Unquestionably. I mean, yeah. And, and I, I know it's because unf- we weren't the biggest fans of his in the uh, in the draft. And so fortunate, unfortunate, whatever, or anywhere in between, um, it's him for two years. So, you know, it's not even worth it. I agree with yeah. you, Simon. David Bakhtiari, you know, that stares you right in the face. It's like, well, sh- you know, shoot, you could just take this off. <laughs> yeah. Right? Take this off the list.
4: And he's still only twenty nine
3: he's still only 29 you know i mean there's there's some years left there um yeah and
0: for a left tackle that's like smack dab right in the prime right there right
3: yeah um your your boy taylor moton is available um
1: hmm.
3: and uh you know i, I think, he, he, could right he, I think he could play right guard too
1: he fits the i think he could play right guard
4: there's three very interesting first former first round picks available uh guard in uh pat elf line dan feeney and Forrest Lamp. Yeah, I saw um, Lamp. Guys been in injured or underperformed, mm-hmm. two or three play for the Chargers. But he just, you know, is there a reclamation project in one of those? Hmm.
0: On Lamp, I think they would like him because he has some versatility. He can play several spots. So I think that that's a guy that I think they would be interested in. But I don't know if he fits their body type. Like they definitely have a new type right these big gargantuan long who lamp you don't think he fits i don't know uh, i am
4: um, the other guy i think is interesting i mean the other uh, point i think is interesting you just made about austin jackson being a two-year guy essentially eric flowers is a two-year guy as well yeah they're gonna have to yeah. have to unless right. he's an
0: unless he's an unmitigated disaster next yeah
3: year. yeah he's gonna yeah. play yeah. he's gonna play out a couple of years of that contract and and he's yeah. got position flexibility too to, to to help them along with that decision. But yeah, I mean sherf uh, to me it's Shurf and Tooney again. And um and I notch down Forrest Lamp as a guy. Um I I'm not I'm not sure that he doesn't, you know, I would have thought that he coming out that his body type and the way that the way that he plays that he'd be a good um pass protector. And I think that's their that's their top priority. That's the priority that I've sensed from what they've done on the interior of the offensive line is to make sure that they're good in pass protection. Um, and, you know, f- but the thing is availability and, and healthiness, obviously, forest land, that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not so good. Um, but Joe Tooney again, I mean, who franchises a, 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 an offensive lineman two years in, or a guard two years in a row? Nobody, right? (laughs) Sure. Same thing. You know, nobody. So those guys will be available again. So, you know, take a crack at them. Well, Tooney's a left guard and we just signed Eric flowers, but hmm, I don't know. I don't know how that, that would work out. All right. We're going to get to the defensive side of the ball and what we could be looking at in 2021. We're going to talk about the defensive linemen, some, uh, some linebackers and some defensive backs. Uh, but first, we want to get another word from a new sponsor of ours before we uh, dig into it.
0: Let me introduce you to another sponsor to the podcast. You break wheel repair and remanufacturing company. Tired of your wheels? Give your car a new and refreshed look by powder coating them a new color, even make it heat, hurricanes, or dolphins colors. Wheels faded and scratched. Renew them with our in-house wheel refinishing. They'll also repair cracked and bent rims while also offering in-home service. They also offer powder coating and full metal finishing of many other metal items such as outdoor furniture. U-Break Wheel Fix has 15 years experience based right here in North Miami. You can check out a gallery of their work on Instagram at U, that's the letter U, break wheel fix. That is U, break, wheel, W-H-E-E-L, fix. For information, call 305-748-0112, or you can also visit them on the web at ubrakewheelfix.com. That number again is 305-748-0112.
3: Okay, we want to get into the defensive side of the ball, what we could be looking at in 2021. Uh, Simon has been doing an incredible amount of research already on the 2021 draft class. So we get to mix in a lot of his research.
4: And how many pages, Simon? Uh, 45 pages, 17,842 words so
3: far. And we're going to say it all right here. Um, So (laughs) I think that that we're...
4: I'm going to read it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, just read it verbatim um now we're gonna we're gonna mix in some of that research we're gonna talk about some of the free agents we've already done the pass rushers kind of you know touched on the subject so i want to get into the off-ball linebackers miami we have Raquan mcmillan we have jerome baker Raquan, by the way is a free agent next year mm-hmm. um so what can we be looking at you know just to name a couple of free agents um that struck stuck out at me uh we have Tyus Bowser from baltimore who's a little bit more of a pass rush guy but he's also kind of just a regular off ball linebacker um and zach cunningham of houston texans Mm. i mean that that's a guy that that's always stood out to me that i was a big fan of uh could you could you find find me better in the draft simon
4: oh well i i think i probably could and i'd start with, um, with with a guy who's going to be a top 10 picker, maybe even a top five picker, and that's uh, Micah Parsons of Penn State, who is uh, 6'3", 244 pounds, is a big-time physical athlete, off-ball linebacker, as you say, elite skill set, who just wow? He's got he's got everything. He's got the range. He's got the speed. He's got the ability to line up as an edge rusher to get to the quarterback. He will impact the game in all three phases. And uh, and if you don't know what that means, that will that will mean attacking the line of scrimmage, around the box area, and then down the field. He can do all three. He's got this. He's so anticipatory and rangy. He'll turn and run to the perimeter. He can get skinny and get past blockers, or he can just you know he can just physically get through them. I mean, he just. um He's got it all. I mean, he's, you know, he's only a junior this year. So, you know, he's still, in inverted commas, uh, inexperienced. But you look at it, he's very patient in man coverage. He doesn't look nervous. He doesn't commit. He doesn't open the gate, as it were. He was the number five overall prospect in the nation. Um, bizarrely, Ohio State had, were banned from recruiting him because he had his photo taken with Kirk, Kirk Street during, um, during recruiting on the ESPN College Game Day set, which violated an, <laughs> violated an NCAA rule. Can um, I just break
3: in real here and then just say yeah, for it. like the 15,000th time, how much I hate the NCAA. Yeah. Okay. Go on.
4: Yeah. So he is a, he's a very confident, almost to the point of arrogant, you know, he's not perfect. You know, he'll you'll see him take some bad angles. Sometimes sometimes you wish, you know, he's got so much athletic ability that he almost, instead of waiting to make the tackle, he'll try and go around somebody to make the tackle and sometimes just doesn't get there. You know, mm-hmm. um, He'd rather make a tackle for a two-yard stop for minus two yards than than uh, you know make one for two yards. Do you know what I mean? He he he's always trying to do something extraordinarily athletic, but he sort of jumps off the page at the top. Dylan Moses of Alabama, I think, would be that certainly from, from my rankings is the number two. Obviously. You know, he has to bounce back after tearing that ACL in 2019. He didn't play the entire season. He's um, Not quite as explosive as Parsons, but he's very smooth, very heady. Just a really good all-round skill set. Redshirt junior, 6'3", 235 pounds. He's smooth, can move in all four directions very well. Rangy, quick. Um, you look at him, he, you know, they essentially used him as a spy against Kyler Murray in that championship semi-final in Dolphin Stadium. Um, and he was never really out He showed really good speed. Even though Kyler's got great speed, he was never really neutralised. But he has had injury issues. The ACL. He had a broken foot as a freshman. Excuse me. I've just had lemonade, so it's making me burp. Um, And then beyond that, there's a couple of really interesting guys I just want to touch on. James Skowski of Clemson, white middle linebacker. I hear people saying now. If you don't really know James Skowski and you only watch a little bit of college football, he was ejected from the national championship game for targeting. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Um, Yeah, Skowski is ridiculously athletic I mean ridiculously athletic Dabo Swinney says you know you have no idea how athletic he is he has got incredible instincts he is he's everywhere he's cross-trained at uh, multiple linebacker spots he's aggressive he is always around the football you watch him I I watched him against uh, LSU against Wake Forest against Virginia uh, against Texas A&M live um in isolation he is a really really good player and what he does really well is that he will engage with a lineman but he, you know if he's working down the line of scrimmage he will keep them at arm's length and, and sort of string out the play by making contact but keeping them away from him and then all of a sudden he, he will have that great push me pull move that that jason pierre paul used to use where he just pull a lineman get past them make the tackle i i, I when, he, I'm, when he had all his fingers yeah when he had all his fingers, <laughs> he can be a little bit stiff in his hips, but he is a um i was just i was like thinking no, not james and i, I was thinking no he, he can 't be this good, and he really is leader they call him Sensei because he's such a leader um and then Chas Surrat, who is i think one of the most fascinating stories in um in college football because he was the parade high school player of the year at quarterback high school superstar, um the number one the number one rated player out of high school, went to North Carolina, started eight times at quarterback, then started the following year at quarterback, injured his thumb and somehow came in and Surratt really struggled, was suspended because of um, for selling team issued shoes. And he saved Surratt's brother, the the brilliant Wake Forest wide receiver. So he, he essentially just moved across to, to play linebacker. And last year was his first year. He is fast, versatile Exciting. He has. He's raw, but he has some serious high-level tools. He's a very aggressive sort of see run run-to-ball guy who can cover. You watch him against Clemson. Uh, he destroys Travis Etienne time after time after time in pass protection. He was a real threat to Trevor Lawrence with continued sort of A-gap pressure. He lined up at nickel in quarters coverage. He was effective rushing off the edge. He can bend and flatten with no real wasted movement. He, he Everything's 100 miles an hour. I mean, he is, and he really brings the lumber. There are four really good off-ball linebackers. And then one more... Uh, uh, Raw guy, Jeremiah Owusu-Kuromoa of Notre Dame. He's very much a Patrick Queen kind of guy. 6'1", 227, plays rover, very, very athletic, an explosive kind of very intriguing player. These are the guys that really stood out. We've got a guy that we, we all like, Joseph Asai at Texas, but I think he's probably going to end up as an edge rusher. In mean, mm-hmm. 2020, Chris Chris yeah. Ash has moved in from sort of linebacker to, and he played he played for the first time in sort of jack position, this hybrid sort of pass rush position against Utah in the bowl game, and was just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, beyond ridiculous. He had like three sacks yeah. and 150 tackles. I mean, if if that's what he is, then he'll have 20 sacks this season, and then he'll be a top 10 pick. So I mean. He was a, but he, he I think we class him more as an edge rusher. And then you're looking at guys like Errol Thompson, just a really good sort of middle linebacker, SEC middle linebacker of Mississippi State, smart, athletic. You got Nick Bolton of Missouri, sort of good, sort of strong th- third, fourth round type who could develop into a nice starter. And then you've got Jabril Cox of LSU.
1: I was going to mention guy? him.
4: Yeah, the transfer from North Dakota State, who's a very versatile off-ball linebacker with upside who can line up in multiple spots. He's fast, he's angular, he's effective in all three facets, but this is a big step up in class uh, at LSU. You know, he's very speedy, um, he's fluid, he's athletic, he's agile. Adjust. <laughs> he's not overly physical in taking on linemen, he's not a great tackler, Um but what you do see him do is turn, he's a hustle guy. He, um, I just saw better players than him on tape. You know, I saw him four times, um, but he's a really good player. And like, you know, Bo Pellini, who's the new LSU defensive coordinator, a couple of years ago when they played North Dakota State, he was like, "That kid is seriously good." And the irony is, obviously, now he's going to be. That was when he was at. Sorry, that was when he was at Youngstown, uh, Youngstown State. But he's obviously coaching. to be Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. Right.
3: That, that's that's a guy I was going to ask you about because I know that the Dolphins really liked him. Mm-hmm. They didn't think that uh, they they didn't they weren't sure whether he was going to come out or not. They actually thought he was going to come out. Um, is what I'm told, and so they're going to be looking at him next year. And um, and I thought that that's a that's a good guy. I was going to ask you about Chaz uh, Sur- Surratt, too. I'm I'm gonna, yeah. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Sage Surratt and his brother mm-hmm. uh, at wide receiver. Um, you know, been talking about him for a long time. And it um, sounds like, you know, where, where do things shake out for Dylan Moses, though, you know, injury wise, because that, that's the one, I mean, we know what kind of player he is, but.
4: Yeah, I mean, the issue is that we just don't know, because obviously, there's been no real workouts, you know, he, he, he tore his ACL just before, like, literally just before the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think it was like three days before the start of the season, he suffered that broken foot as a freshman, meaning he missed the playoffs um but he was healthy in high school obviously went to the img academy um signed with Bama, on the high school buckus award for the best linebacker there um i mean he's, I mean, he's versatile he's played four different positions he's played the mac the money the buck and the and the will position he got around two grade from the nfl advisory board for, for this year despite his acl injury so they clearly you know teams clearly like him um uh, he he does look a really really smooth player, but obviously we can't tell, can we, until you know because there's been so, so much mi- uh, so minimal uh, you know spring practice and stuff that you just don't know where he um where he is. But he looks good in coverage. He's very good. He's got very good closing speed. Um, you know he's a that archetypal Alabama linebacker. He's not quite as explosive as I said as Parsons, but he looks a really good player.
3: Alf, Alf, you got three choices here. Uh, mm-hmm. You stick stick with you know Raekwon, Jerome. Uh, we got guys like Vince Beagle, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, you know, you know who we have. Stick with stick with the the formula as we have it. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle, I should mention him. Mm-hmm. Or uh, go out to free agency, get some get some help, get some somebody like Zach Cunningham or you know whoever your your guy is, or look to one of these linebackers that Simon mentioned high in the draft, like Chaz Surratt, Jabril Cox, um, Micah Parsons, even that high, Uh, Dylan Moses. Like, what what would your choice be? Like, what do you want to do with the linebacker position on this team?
0: Well, as I look at it, I have to think to myself, are they willing or are they planning to replace Raekwon McMillan past this year? I guess we got to see what happens this season, right? If Raekwon has a great year, I guess, then that, that spot is locked up. But as I look at free agency, as as far as, like, prospects, like pretty much all of those guys that, that Simon mentioned are higher, uh, you know, highly thought of prospects, uh, at least higher thought of than what Raekwon was at the time because I, I made my, my feelings known at the time. I know you liked him, but I didn't think he was worth a second-round pick.
3: Me or Simon?
0: I, th- I believe you liked him a lot. No, no, I didn't like him that much. Okay. So yeah, I didn't, I mean, it, he's all
3: right. I just, you know,
0: yeah, I wasn't a fan of I him really. as a, as a second round pick, but I, as I look at this free agency list, this free agent list, there's one guy that I know the dolphins met with twice. Okay. And I know that they thought a lot of him and that's Jared Davis from Florida. Remember him? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. He's
0: going to be a free agent. And I would say that that's a pretty sizable upgrade if they're going to go there.
4: But, I'm, I'm not sure. Matt, I mean, they've given up on him, haven't they? He's not signed that fifth year. They they mm-hmm. let him go. He's not even signing the fifth year deal. Um, I think he's been injured and pretty disappointed. Well, and Matt yeah. Patricia, obviously, well-connected with Brian Flores. I don't know if right. sure that's necessarily going to rub.
3: Yeah, if, if he can't make it in Matt Patricia's defense, do we think he can he make it, make in, it in, in Brian Flores' <laughs> yeah, Brian exactly. defense? Uh, it's it's oh. a question.
0: Yeah. Now I'll, I'll um, say I'll say this. Another thing we we keep talking about on this podcast is trying to recreate Dante Hightower. Hightower. How about getting the real thing?
3: Nah, <laughs> you no, know? True. Very true. Um, and and you never know. I mean, especially if New England, because I kind of think that they might be they might be in the process of blowing it up and trying to do as you know as bad as they
0: can. I think uh, Dante that I is, think is thirty one you know, years old. I have an opinion. I have an opinion on, and uh, and a theory on what New England's going to do okay because i don't think that bill belichick at his age wants to go through two three years of misery so i think that he's going to try to give it a go with what he has this year to see if it's a playoff team Mm -hmm. and if it's an unmitigated disaster i think he's just gone and then they will tear it down completely no how does that make sense
4: he could could step away yeah frankly i mean The interesting thing about the Patriots and having graded all the quarterbacks beyond Trevor Lawrence, I'm not sure I see a quarterback that break, that he'll, I mean, maybe Trey Lance, but I just, you know, Justin Fields doesn't strike me as somebody Belichick would, would love particularly. Mm-hmm. Brock, Brock Purdy seems, I mean, I love Brock Purdy, but you know, it just doesn't strike me as a You know, he's unorthodox the mechanical stuff. Davis Mills might be, the guy, the, the kid from Stanford, fundamentally sounds like you know, I, it, it's a cliche, but he's that kind of poor man's Andrew Luck feel to him. He's a former five star kid, good arm, athletic, good up. So He just looks like an NFL quarterback. But then, you know, you go, you're expecting Desmond Ritter to bounce back to that 2018 form because his 2019 was really poor, right. cool, but he's got exactly. a lot of talent. I'm a big fan of Kellen Mond, but, you know, he's got to win a big game. But, you know, I, I watched five yeah, I mean, games of Kellen Mond the other night and I was like, you do stuff that there are not many people on the planet can do, and you're very, very accurate in, a, in the short and intermediate area. But you're not, again, you're not a Bill Belichick quarterback. Jamie Newman, same. Tanner Morgan of Minnesota might be, you know, might be a Bill Belichick quarterback. He's incredibly intelligent, accurate. You know, he's got touch. He can manipulate a defense. He's got great eye manipulation. I mean, it's really advanced. But his arm strength, you know, he doesn't have great arm strength and doesn't really handle pocket pressure. And then you're down looking at, you know, KJ Costello, and people mm. are talking Kyle up, And, uh, you know, the Kyle Trask tape against South Carolina is some of the worst tape. I've uh, And I've been looking at college kids for 35 years. Some of the worst tape I've, I've ever seen. I mean, Auburn isn't much better, but South Carolina in the first half is an absolute fucking car crash. Mm. <laughs> you know, and I just don't see a Belichick quarterback there, apart from Trevor. And I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get Trevor this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, unless one of those to me, I, I've taken quite a, lot, a long look at all the quarterbacks, and this is sort of a running thing for me. So um, a lot of these guys I've already seen before, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, unless unless Jamie Newman really gets it together and shows something, uh, shows something He's a little so bit accurate down this year, so accurate. Yeah. Well, but but that you know that goes that goes year to year, doesn't it? I mean, then uh, and, mm. and he was Mister. This is something that Belichick's going to love about him is that he was Mr. Third Down at week. Um, and, and, like, he was trusted to operate that on third down probably as much or more than anybody in the country. And uh, and he did it. And he moved those chains at, at an incredible rate um, for as much as he was relied on. Uh, so, you know, maybe, to, to me, maybe, Jamie, Jamie Newman, but I agree with you in the main, I've said this before, like, you know, once you get beyond, beyond Trevor Lawrence, it just seems like we've had a good run of quarterbacks coming out mm-hmm. of college lately and i think there might be a little pause you know i think there could be a, just like a little bit of pause before we start you know getting to the next uh the next great things it could be a year it could be you know well i mean i say that but trevor lawrence is coming out so
0: yeah. um
3: but you know spencer sanders is of oklahoma state is a guy that alf really likes i i, I like him too he could i don't but know he if needs he's a seasoning guy uh, he, needs he does need seasoning. seasoning um you know and a weight must, room and a weight room would be yeah. nice I kind of look understand. at Brock Purdy.
4: You're oh, go going, Sorry, dude. no, no, I was, you go.
3: I, I was, I was just gonna say I kind of look at Brock Purdy, Kyle Trask, and Tanner Morgan all as being in the same boat, and that's, you know, you're trying to be the next Joe Burrow. Well, you, you, you really gotta, because hey, Joe Burrow didn't have had some bad games too uh, a year before he blew up and went went nuts. So, um, one of those guys. These are these are light on the t- talent on the physical talent kind of guys um and they're trying to have lightning strike twice and be another joe burrow i don't see uh, the odds in their favor uh we've talked about anthony russo of temple um yeah. you know he's got the arm talent but it's sort of like you know with his sam body ellinger. And he moves, yeah mm. sam ellinger you know i just mm. i think of tim tebow when i look at sam ellinger yeah. a lot
4: um you know, it's just there's five, I don't see. There's five things i look for accuracy poise decision making mm-hmm. playmaking but also, uh, can you come? Can you come from behind? Can you bring a team back? Can you right. win a big game? And sure. I tell you what, Brock, Brock Purdy does an awful lot of bringing teams. back. I mean, you watch that Oklahoma game mm-hmm. in last year. He he almost single handedly carries. That. I mean, he has a he has a fourth and goal to win mm-hmm. that game at the end, having been down like forty one fourteen in the midway through the third quarter. That that stuff matters, and it really matters to scouts, you know. Whereas the it does. You flip it. You look at somebody like Kellen Mont, who I really like, but apart from beating LSU three years ago when LSU were really bad in that seven-overtime game, mm-hmm. Kellen hasn't won a big game. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't, and this mm-hmm. is you know, it's a four-year you know, four start now this will be. You, you, he's got to win a big game or a couple of big games. And Texas A&M have got a decent team this year. They've got a lot of returning players. But you know, this is what scouts want to see. Apart from the the four things I mentioned first—accuracy, poise, decision-making, playmaking—they want to see can a guy, you know, can a guy come from behind and win a game because that's as important as as anything else. And you know, you go through the list and you're just like, I'm not necessarily sure I I see it in some of these players, but yeah, we'll see.
3: And I, I don't want to undersell Purdy or Trask or Morgan because I singled those guys out for a reason. They all have the best shot. Of I think lightning striking twice and being that sort of guy, uh, even Kyle Trask. You know, who I know you don't like, but um, I think that I think that he showed enough in a lot of games last year that you could see the step up, and and you wouldn't be that surprised. He throws the football a lot like Joe Burrow, um, but Tanner Morgan. You know, I mean, these are guys. These are anticipation guys. Tanner Morgan, Brock Purdy are show some of the best anticipation that you'll see out there. Um,
4: the fastest release, I think, of any quarterback. Um, he's got a very quick yeah. release. Yeah, I think it think...
0: can be as simple as Trevor Lawrence, and then Justin Fields is going to have the sizzle, and he'll be number two. And it's just not a very good class next year. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what we're looking at. I,
4: I think Trey Lance has the chance to be the, the second quarter. The, the, I he think could, there's he could. fairly significant velocity issues with mm-hmm. Justin Fields. That, mm-hmm. that do worry me a little bit. He throws to an awful lot of open receivers. I mean, but, you know, that, that's not taken away from, you know, he is also a very good player, but by God, he, you know, he throws to a lot of it. Whereas you just look at Trey Lance and you just think, you know, could uh, flip him over, put Trey Lance in the Ohio State offense, put Justin Fields at North Dakota State, right. and then 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 what do you have? But, you know,
3: this is Well, they is have complex, something pretty, in common, don't they, though? Because yeah, they're, well, they're both throwing at the open guys a lot. I mean, yep.
4: Although I see, uh, so I watched Northern Iowa, Nickel, Nickel State, Butler, Montana State for for Trey Lance, and saw him make more NFL type throws than I saw Justin Fields make against Cincinnati, FAU, Michigan, and Clemson. That and that's not a you know.
0: Now here's a um, here's an off the wall question for for you, Simon, and Chris. You could jump in as well. And I've given this a lot of thought. We've talked a ton about Trevor Lawrence. And for a while there, we talked about him as much as we did to Otonga Bailoa. We got our guy. So we're out of this sweepstakes. But a lot of teams are in. I look at one team in particular. Are the Carolina Panthers just basically just pencil them in at number one taking Trevor Lawrence? At number one? You never, know who, you never know who's going to be number one. You truly never yeah. know. We, we learned that lesson ourselves. And right? they got that look. Carolina has that look. So
3: did we. Carolina.
4: We so picked we. fifth. You've got to think Carolina, Washington. You know, Washington, if Dwayne Haskins doesn't, doesn't play, they've got to be in the mix. Well, handicap it for me,
0: Simon. Handicap it for Jacksonville. me. Jacksonville. Where, where's the power at? Who's going to get them? Who's, who's in that sweepstakes? And please say somebody away from us. Better Namely not the Colts. Because if the yeah, Colts get them, man. the AFC is in the whole world of hurt. It really better Colts, not be New England.
4: Uh, the Colts are good. No, 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 no. New England, though. The Colts have got too much talent elsewhere, I think. Plus, you know, I mean, their quarterback room is now what Philip Rivers, Jacoby Brissett, and and Jacoby, Easton. I'm not sure that Trevor Lawrence, you know, and I just don't see that the, them ending up in that range. It better not be New England. I mean, can you fucking imagine
2: <laughs> no, it's not going me. from no. going
4: from Brady to this, you know, a kid that you know in a year's time, oh. he's already as you know. Him and two, we've always talked about it. Ever since we've done this podcast, we've always talked about him and two have been the best to come out potentially since Peyton. And he's got that extra year, you know, it just got everything, tall, big arm, mobile, accurate. makes it all, You know, there are some questions, of course. There's some questions on touch. You know, sometimes his touch is a little awry, but by God, he's so good. He's oh. so good. Um, and he's just what got the about- mental makeup is just, you know
3: we we all liked this guy but what about cleveland with baker mayfield um Mm. you know that it just seems like a combustible situation you know um and that's those are the those are really the great ones
0: to take the under on (laughs) well he (laughs) has a lot of well he does have a lot of pressure this year Uh, yeah yeah because he went went from rookie but his coach and 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 having some pretty exciting and memorable moments, namely coming in in relief at halftime and bringing them back against the Jets from two touchdowns down, and everybody start proclaiming him as the new savior. He has a terrible year last year. If he has another bad year this year and they lose a lot, like mm-hmm. yeah, I could see it. And I could see what somebody New England. I could see somebody like New England buying Baker Mayfield for fifty cents on the dollar.
4: It's all about Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I think if they'd hired Mike McCarthy, for example, you'd think, okay, he's probably, you know, I think Stefanski will be fine. I just think last year was such a goat fuck with um, with Freddie Kitchens and just allowed him. Yeah, you could see it coming as well. You could see all the off-season stuff, all the all the adverts, all the, you know, it just felt like you're not 100% focused, dude. And, yeah, you know, he's got to get back and absolutely with it. I, I, I have to say I expect a bounce back a year from Baker Mayfield this year because okay. I think he'll, you know, he's on the brink if he doesn't.
3: Mm -hmm. well that's what i mean some guys you know when they're on the brink they just fall off it (laughs) yeah and and,
4: uh could the giants be in the trevor lawrence derby they're they're not very good
0: they improve that offensive line barkley you know daniel jones they might have enough to win five six games maybe they won four with those two yeah and with a disaster on the offensive line and now they you know they've spent some money on the offensive line and a very high draft pick and Andrew Thomas so you mm-hmm. got to figure that that offensive line is going to help so man I look at it and it's it can't be in the NFC West everybody out there's too good mm-hmm. the NFC North everybody's too good even though Detroit you know won three games but they won three games because you know Stafford was injured. Mm. the nfc east there could be the team can be there and it could be the, the redskins but man it's the panthers the panthers have stripped down that team so well all they've really done is okay they got teddy bridgewater is really is is that enough really well, what about atlanta i mean they could mm. they could
3: really fall flat on their face yes and they could
0: just they could. look around and say you know you know enough with matt ryan we'll trade matt ryan to new england for a third round pick they did bounce back, there, didn't they? I mean, they did you know, late in yeah. the
3: year. Give them credit. You're right. Um, you know, oh, who knows what Oakland's going to do? The Chargers. I mean, I'm I'm looking at some of these organizations are not known for being great great organizations. So so immediately you want to look at Cleveland's organization. You want to look at the Chargers' organization. You want to look. I mean, and and they they got um they had our, our guy uh, out of out of Oregon that we didn't want um, Detroit. I've already forgotten his
4: name. <laughs> Justin.
3: <laughs> ah, that's him. That's the guy. Well, don't, I don't ever have to remember his, game, his name ever again. That's the nice part. Um, by the way,
0: by the way, I got news on the Justin Herbert front. We do know that Tua Valo has the number one, the number two rank selling jersey, right? Yep. Justin Sorry. Herbert, 147th. <laughs> 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 nice. Okay. Wow.
4: wow it's good christian it?
0: yeah no, no that's great that's uh no that's right i'm just I'm, how about the I'm, jaguars i'm about, giddy man i like Jagu- i like i like their young talent no uh the jaguars got a lot of good young talent but like that's a shooter no like Jags could well be, could be but i i got a feeling that what's his name might actually
3: be like too good to make it happen the the quarterback um uh I'm forgetting everybody's name now. Um, (laughs) Minshew,
0: Gardner Minshew. You know, I
3: don't need. I don't need to know any of these quarterbacks' names except for one. That's what I'm so happy about. Um, Gardner Minshew. I think
4: it'll be Washington. I think it'll be Washington. Yeah, Uh, I I think there's a good chance. No faith in
0: Dwayne Haskins, I guess. That's such a bad team. Uh,
4: Yeah, I think it's the rest of the team, but we'll see. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think they could.
3: I mean, and and that would make that would make a good. You know, I I could see that. I could I agree with you there. I could see like you know, it just doesn't work out. Washington and new coach goes, you know, hey, let's get Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> and uh and and they move on from there. Um, Carolina, right. Carolina, Washington. Right. Anyway, we we totally skipped over the DBs. Uh, Simon, do you have uh any any like um, particular DB that you you just. I'll totally give you. I'll give you the.
4: I'll give you the list of corners that. So in order, Patrick Satan is the best corner in in college football, in my opinion. I mean, he's got so much patience, the size, movement skills. He's just elite. I think he's got you know quickness, long yeah, speed. for some of our younger listeners,
0: uh, if that name sounds familiar, yeah, his father is yeah the former Dolphin.
4: Yeah, the number two guy I have is J.C. Horn of South Carolina. He's Joe Horn's son for, for the older listeners. He's long. He's athletic. He's, got, he's just so comfortable on an island. He stays with anybody. He's a little bit technique refinement, but to me, he's got – you know Isaac Rekwama gets all the credit, but Horn is the guy that nobody bothers throwing out. He's, um, he's a really good player. I mean, a really good player. Um, Sean Wade of Ohio State would be my third. He's tough. He's aggressive. He's obviously highly regarded, but he's highly regarded as Nickel. Uh, He has a real good understanding of defense, of offenses, but he has to prove he can play outside. He gets very, very grabby, which is something that makes me worry about him playing outside. But he's so heady. He's such such an interesting player. He was obviously, for those of you that don't follow college football, he was ejected in the semifinal against Clemson for that targeting hit on Trevor Lawrence. Um, Keith Taylor of Washington, uh, he's versatile. He's a long 6'3", 196. He's a guy that the Dolphins would really like if they didn't have... um, if they didn't have all the corners they've got, but he's smooth, (laughs) he's... No panic to his game whatsoever. A lovely feet. Um, I think he's a um, he is a, a no fuss defender. Uh, uh, I and mean, then a really interesting guy is Darion Kendrick, who who is the Clemson corner. Um, he's just another in the long line of of really good Clemson corners. He's got a lot of tools that you look for in a first rounder, uh, but he just lacks the requisite experience. But if you know the name, he obviously is a former wide receiver. He was a five star wide receiver. He was the number four ranked receiver in the nation. Um, and he struggled a bit at receiver and he'd fallen down the, the roster a bit. And then last spring, Clemson had about four or five corners go down and Kendrick, who played a little bit of two-way uh, in high school, said that he would go and play corner on an emergency basis. And then I think his second second snap, he picked off Trevor Lawrence and took it to the house and he's been there ever since. And um, he's, a, <laughs> he's a really good player. I mean, uh, he is, uh, you know... He shows him a little bit of inexperience um, with his technique, uh, and, and subsequently, he gets a little bit grabby down the field. I think he had a fourth quarter pick in the, the semi final against uh, against uh, Ohio State, but he was tugging back on Chris Olave, and Olave had got him behind him. But he's a nice player. The, the analytics favorite, Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, doesn't match up on tape to what you know, PFF say. He looks raw. Um, mm-hmm. but he needs a lot of work. I mean, he's got these elite hundred meter times, ten seventy seven in hundred metres, but he doesn't play fast. Paulson Adebo of Stanford needs a big year. I mean, he's a long corner, he's got great abilities to knock the ball away. I think he played very well against Oregon and had two sort of back to back knocks away in overtime to to um, to secure the win for Stanford. Um, but he's a bit sticky in his hips. Uh, I wonder whether or not he might go to safety. He wasn't particularly good in 2019. And then uh, another one for old. I mean, this makes us all feel old. But Trey Swilling, Pat Swilling's son, um, <laughs> wow. at, at Georgia Tech. He um, he's a really six foot, two hundred pounds. You watch him against Clemson. He plays one on one on an island with with Justin Ross and T Higgins, and plays really. He's got really good short area quickness, really good movement, good feet. Still a little bit raw, but he's a good player. And then you're down at McQuama, Josh Joby of Alabama, Brandon Sebastian, I was so disappointed with at Boston College. And then guys that I, I, I had incomplete studies, I think Tyson Campbell at Georgia, Sean Jolly of Appalachian State, who will probably be a nickel because he's 5'9", 175. Eric Stokes is a nice player at Georgia. Castro Fields at Penn State. And then you're into safeties, really. But it's, you know, I think there's some really interesting corners at the top of the class. Three or four you, guys, you, I think, lined up in the one, first round.
3: One guy, I'm not sure you mentioned, um, Cameron Bynum of Cal. Uh, yes, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a that's a good that's a good corner, and particularly yeah. we took their defensive backs coach. So we did, um, indeed. So keep an eye there.
4: Yep, we did. Uh, uh, and then safeties. So I've got Javon Holland of Oregon, who who actually doesn't really play safety; he plays slot corner almost the entire time he is a safety mm-hmm. but just needs must and he plays football he's got just elite ball skills and instincts i think he's a top 15 pick um he just understands case so versatile he's such a good athlete his ball skills are he's a real plus athlete as well he's just yeah, just a really really good player um Real leader on the team, a thinker off the field. He's just uh, he's just a really really good player. Really impressed with a kick with Traven morig of of TCU's. Fun to what is six two, two hundred eight pounds. You watch him one on one against Rondell Moore, um, and then when he'd rolled over and played it over the top, it sort of cover to shell. He he defended him really well, so that the, the, the corner would give up the underneath coverage or more, and then he would take over the intermediate and deep coverage. And, you know, Rondell is a tremendous player, but, you know, Maureen played played really well. He's fast, he's physical, he's solid, he's good instincts, closing speed. Richard LeCount of Georgia has been a real slow learner in terms of consistency, but started to play well last year. He's so rangy. He would be my number three. Hamza Nazar Radin of FSU is about six foot nine. <laughs> He's six foot four. Yeah, he's six about four. six. foot nine. he's raw. He's athletic. He's got this. Two fifteen unique... though. He's two fifteen. He's good. He is. He is. He's coming off an ACL as well. So you just wonder. He's very good in run support, but I do think he struggles a little bit with sort of elements of coverage. Although he's very good down at the goal line. And, you know, you stay, they mm. stick him in coverage down at the goal line. He's um. Um, I think one of the most impressive player, not the most impressive, but certainly the most intriguing player, is Caden Stearns of Texas, who is just a classic centre fielder. He's so smooth and athletic in open space, but he's injured. He's got he had so many injuries. I mean, he had a minor knee procedure in the spring of 2019. He missed the first game of 2019 with an ankle injury. He missed four games of the spring knee ligament late 2019. He was injured in high school. He had a hand injury. You just think, ah. Oh, God, I mean, if, if you can only stay healthy, then you've got like yeah. kids like Paris Ford, who's like Buda Baker, Pittsburgh safety. He's just an absolute hitter. I mean, I mean, he gets, I mean, I think he had three targeting phase, thrown out three games last season for targeting. He is a <laughs> serious hit. I mean, he, made, he makes a play against Virginia. It's one of the most phenomenal plays I've seen on tape so far. It's just, he, he literally runs down the quarterback from the opposite side of the field at the goal line. At the goal line and you just think, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. andre cisco syracuse and then a guy chris and i really like who's coming back from injuries james wiggins of cincinnati who's an absolute yeah, he's fan. on bruce feldman's freak list um but he missed 2019 oh. tore his acl the day before the season started um and he you watch him against ucla he just makes an amazing pick against ucla uh yeah. and then you get out for, Colton, for as good of an
3: athlete he is he's also a ball hawk so it's like oh yeah. okay yeah
4: and, and, a, and a great kid as well. He originally yeah, committed to Miami right. as well, but, but wanted to get out of Florida. Um, and then you've got guys like Idarius Washington at TCU, Colby Harvey Peel at Oklahoma State, Jacoby Stevens at LSU. who's sort of a, I don't know, he's a box safety slash hybrid linebacker. I think he's better suited with the player in front of him. Um, mm. and, I, and I actually thought he was made better by the talent around him. But again, it's a good class, but headed up for me definitely by Javon Holland, who would fit what the Dolphins want, because he's so versatile. He can play him in so many, he can play him in the slot you can play him at safety, you know, there's your, you know, you're looking for a Patrick Chung guy that, you know, he's a bit Mm. smaller than Patrick Chung physically, but Um, I mean, that could be a Patrick Chung guy.
0: Although after watching them this year pass on all of those guys, especially this safety class, which I consider Mm. one of the best ever, maybe they just don't, you know, they don't see the position the way we do, you know? Well, they
3: they certainly aren't looking for, they don't, they don't seem to be looking for classic safeties. no. Um, and, and that's what I think you have I to take. I will say this. It, so. Let's
0: bring it back full circle. I believe it was Tyson Campbell who we saw, number three of Georgia, on the field. We saw him play his first snaps in college, me and, and Chris Kaufman. And we both remarked, who the hell is this guy? This guy can play. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he would be a guy that I would be, like, sight unseen. I know this Just, guy can yeah. play.
4: He has all the physical tools. I mean, six two, one eighty five. he's a former state 100-meter champion. But he just rotates in and out of the lineup so much.
3: Well, that's enough about the, uh, the draft class. Uh, Simon, of course, has reams and reams of research. This is the episode you w- might want to just put a star next. It's always fun to go back next year and be like, you know, go back and, and listen to an episode from a year ago and find out what these jerks were saying about these guys one year ago. And now it's, it's like, it's like, half of the guys we mentioned are, are nowhere to be found and half of the guys we mentioned are like yeah that is a guy we're talking and, and then we yeah. all feel good about ourselves
0: especially um, after i wasted everybody's time talking about all those safeties for for months and months <laughs> yeah
3: i know oh yeah i know it's 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 incredible and the Dolphins made a yeah.
0: habit i think they made a point of trying to pass on every single one of them because every single every, one of, them, every was single available one of them. To
3: them i should mention though safeties in particular in the free agent class is Pretty good. It it is looking pretty good. Malik Hooker is a is a free agent. Buddha Baker, you know, Simon mentioned a guy in the draft looking kind of reminding him of Buddha Baker. Well, he is a free agent and he's 25 years old. So, Mm -hmm. um, John Johnson is all. I've always been a a massive fan of John Johnson and his his work in the NFL. He's a 25 year old free agent, or he's 25 years old right now. He will be a free agent next year. I've always been a fan of Delano Hill as well. Ever since he came out of Michigan, Um, there's some guys. There's some guys available uh coming out uh justin simmons is scheduled to be a free agent again of course you know we already heard about him this year um so we'll see we'll see uh but judging by history the dolphins might not be interested in some of these uh these classic safety looking guy kind of guys but um but it'll be fun to to see how things shake out
0: yeah uh, i don't i'm you know at least we don't see it right it's uh, the evidence is kind of clear on what they want and it's mm-hmm. not like that classic safety cookie cutter, strong, free safety, single right. eye type. They like versatility. they like guys that can cover a tight end. Yep. they like guys. That I, can- I
3: still think there's room for one of those guys in, on the rotation. I mean, mm-hmm. the new England did have some of those guys over the years. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of like, you know, Tavon Wilson or, um, uh,
0: I'm thinking there's another guy that that they've. Well, they, you can't get any more classic than Lawyer Malloy, and they won. Well, the right, but then. that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: but yeah, I don't know if 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 we go that far back, but yeah, I mean they've had they've had some guys that um that play sort of a classic deep safety look for them. I mean you go back a, enough ways, and Brandon Mary Weather, right? I mean yeah, he, was, yeah. he was a deep center center fielder. So you never know exactly what's going to happen maybe maybe they don't you know class, target one of those uh regular type safeties maybe they do I, who
0: knows and by the uh, way uh ha clinton Dix is also a free agent again next year if i mention him on the podcast next <laughs> the off season, just you know run over here to miami and punch me in the face okay
3: deron Harmon was another guy i was thinking he's a he's a pretty classic Harmon, exactly. yeah. I I
0: like a lot. I also like Jalen yeah. Mills from Philadelphia. I know the Eagle yeah. fans don't. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Okay, but I think he, he can play football. I think he's a good player. And I think that's why you know they parted with Malcolm Jenkins. Because I, I think they felt pretty good about what they had already. But it's a great class again, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I, you know what's the you know, the evidence, you know, it's piling on already, right? Mm-hmm. It's only been one off season, but they had all the means to go oh, get too, really. any of those guys. been well, yeah, two. Really. They had
3: last year's off season. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they did. So you know, Brian the is the second round. Yeah, yeah, they had all the, they had every opportunity to to get any guy that they wanted, really. And yep. they just passed on them, all of them. Yeah, they <laughs> so, got Brandon so, yeah. Jones. Mm-hmm. Brandon Jones is a guy that evidently they liked, and he should play. He, you know, the cupboards you know theoretically bare. they don't mm. think so but they don't think so but you know maybe they know more maybe they know something that we don't maybe they know how they're going to play these guys and the way that they're going to play these guys they don't they don't need any of those guys that were highly touted or mm-hmm. you know guys that they would have to pay three four million dollars a year to start so
3: or that they just they don't want they don't want safeties on the field at all they just want corners
0: <laughs> yeah that that could and be.
3: I you mean know. Brandon Jones he kind of i mean he ended up playing a slot a whole lot this year, and we know Noah Iggmanogeny can probably play a slot in the NFL. Um, Bobby McCain, we know is a slot is a slot corner, uh, so maybe they I, I I think mouth Adrian Colbert probably plays a role this year, but um yeah, I mean maybe that's it. maybe that's just the way it's going to shake out. They mostly want corners out there.
0: It's going to be funny as hell when I purposely ignore that Kaha Clinton Dix is also a free agent again.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And, then, and then they sign him. And then they sign him. <laughs> and, and, and before anybody says, well, wow, he might be like 38 years old. He's 28 years old, man. And he's already been free agent five times. <laughs> yeah.
1: well, okay. He's been
0: around. And I, I believe he's, he's a three-time Pro Bowl, so Pro Bowler, so, you know. If there's
3: ever been another, like, Brock Marion analog, that's, you know, <laughs> that's him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, something tells me that HaHa Clinton Dix might be a complete pain in the ass mm-hmm. because he's a pretty effective player, but he keeps finding himself on new teams over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Anyways, we were going to start this podcast, and we kept, uh, we kept talking about, like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And it's the dead of the offseason. And we gave you an hour and 20 minutes. How do you like that? Exactly. Maybe we're good at this. Maybe we're good at this, Chris.
3: Well, like I said, you gotta you gotta star this episode and like come back to it after a year and see like who who are they talking about as a as a top as a top draft prospect. Yeah. You know, it's, it gets funny sometimes. You know, to poke fun at us or or to, you know give us give us our kudos if we if we actually are right about one of these guys.
0: All right. Well, fair warning to all our listeners: we are very very close to a hiatus that we always take right before training camp. So And it seems as if training camp is going to start on time or relatively on time, sometime in late July, early August. So fair warning, uh, there's only a few episodes left until we take our little break for the summer. And then, of course, we'll be back for the 2020 season. But that's it. There is no more. There will be an episode next week, so you can't count on that. So see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean or your usual podcast provider.